pick up today in chapter 5 with Jesus in a town called Gennesaret. Gennesaret. And here's what he does. He hijacks a boat. That's where we're going to pick up. So let's begin. Key point number one is this. The gospel exposes our own heart. The gospel exposes our own heart. Let's look at Jesus hijacking a boat. Uh, Beginning at verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Now, there's two quick observations I want to pause and make really quick. First of all, the, the lake here that's mentioned, Lake of Gennesaret, you're looking at the map and you're going, where is this at? Uh, this is the Sea of Galilee. Uh, what it's doing here is it's not a different lake. Gennesaret is one of the cities on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, Luke is telling us exactly where on the lake uh, they were at for this particular occasion. For example, if I said... Um, Cheryl and I are going out on Lake Davidson today. You would have a pretty good idea of where I'm talking about, right? You would say, is it part of Lake Norman? Yeah. But you would be able to pinpoint and say, I was closer to where? Davidson. You would say, I know exactly where he's at. He's not on the west side of I-77. He's on the east side of I-77 in that little, little part of the lake uh, that goes into the town of Davidson. And we call it Lake Davidson. Is it the same lake? Absolutely. It just has a unique local name. So when he says here, Lake Gennesaret, that's what, that's what he's talking about. He says, this is going to be in this little town, the city of Gennesaret, right on the Sea of Galilee. So the second observation is this. It's about the crowd. The crowd had grown, but I want you to notice this. It says, they were pressed about him to hear the word of God. I don't want us to overlook that too quickly. I don't want us to just skim over that. And here's why. They weren't there to just see another miracle. A lot of times that's what we hear, right? The crowds just gathered. Why? So they could see another miracle, to see Jesus do something and heal them. People were coming because they were sick. Now, don't get me wrong. There are, it's going to grow. And there are a number of people who are coming for that purpose. But Luke is making a very clear point here. He is saying the crowd had grown and they were pressing about him And they were coming for a single purpose at this point, and it was what? To hear him preach. To hear him preach the word of God. That's pretty significant. They were were coming to not just see a miracle, not see something uh, that they could could say, hey, I was there when he healed this person. No, they were coming to hear him because there was something that unique. Jesus had already healed tons of people, but there was something very special about his preaching, something uh, that, that was, would gather crowds around just to hear him speak. Let's pick back up. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, by the, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, did you catch it? He boat jacked them, right? What did he do? He's like, oh, here's two boats. I need one. You know, I need one of those boats. He's looking around. The fishermen are upstream a little bit. They're, uh, they're cleaning up their nets. I'm just going to get in one of them. And so that's exactly what he does. Uh, he gets in one of the boats. They're, they're, so he got in one of the boats, verse 3, which was Simon's. This is Simon Peter's boat. And so he tells us the owner of the boat. This would be Simon and Andrew's boat. And then he yells for them, you know, and asks him to put out a little from the land. He had already told us that he was up washing his washing his nets. So now he gets in the boat 
and he's ready to just take it, uh, make it his own, do, it, do with it what he wants. And then he was like, I need somebody to yeah, push this thing out a little bit. And he yells for Peter, hey, you know, come, come get this thing. And then he did what? It says he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now let's pause again for another observation. First of all, we just we noted what? Jesus hijacked the boat. I need a boat. There's a couple of them right here. One belongs to Peter and Andrew. One of them, as we're going to find out later, belongs to John and James, those brothers. But then Jesus does what? Notice that Jesus' first command to Peter, this is so important. Jesus asked him to put out a little from the land. That was his first command to Peter. Put the boat out just a little bit. And Jesus preaches a sermon, and then he gives a second command to Peter. He says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, here's what I want us to notice. We will never go deeper in our faith if we're not obedient to the first thing that Jesus asked us to do. Notice he had two commands to Peter. The first one was, launch out just a little bit. Peter did it. Peter did it without hesitation. No problem. No questions asked. I'll do it. And Peter did it. And then Jesus says, launch out to the deep. This is when uh, Peter has some objection. Peter was obedient to the first without hesitation. It's easy to have a shallow walk with Jesus. It's easy sometimes when the, when the commands are, hey, just, just go a little bit. It's that second command that can sometimes be a challenge in our faith. But I want us to notice Peter's response. Look at verse 5. But Simon, that's Peter, answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners, by the way, that's James and John, in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. I mean, so many fish that started to sink. Both boats. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Did you notice what the gospel does? The gospel began to reveal Peter's heart. The gospel began to reveal his heart. He's, he's, he's looking at the situation, and he's going, Yeah, I, I know that Jesus is the Messiah. I've, I've known that since, you know, since Andrew came and, 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 and got me, and since John came with him and told me about him, and, you know, said, hey, I think that we found the Messiah. I know this is the Messiah, but what do we see? Peter believed those things. Peter believed that Jesus was the Messiah, but he questioned him concerning matters that Peter thought he knew better. Peter was like, hey, I'm the fisherman. You're the handyman. Leave the fishing up to me. I'm the expert when it comes to this. You stay in your field. You stay over here. You're the handyman. You're the carpenter. You're the guy. You do those things. I'll do this. I don't need to tell you uh, how to be a handyman. You don't need to tell me how to catch fish. 
In fact, it was quite odd because they had been fishing all night. That's the prime time, right, to catch fish is, is in the shallow waters. And at nighttime, and here it's now middle of the day, and he's telling him to go out into the deep. And I'm sure Peter's like, yeah, you don't even know what you're doing. You don't even know. You're not a fisherman. You don't have any idea. You're, so what does he do? After they catch the fish, after they start bringing them in, and the nets start to break, and they're bringing them in, and they're like, where's James? Where's John? Get their boat. There's still more fish. James and John come out with their boat. They start filling it up. They fill both boats up, so much so that the boats couldn't handle the weight and started to sink. And then Peter is doing what? He's thinking about his heart's attitude toward Jesus. He starts thinking about, you know, I respect this guy as the Messiah, but then I turned around and dismissed what he had to say. I didn't want to listen to him. So what was Peter's response then? His attitude toward Jesus changed. He said then what? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Peter had taken time to, to think and have some reflection about his own condition and his heart and his thoughts and he was thinking you know what I had a really bad attitude toward this whole thing and Jesus was right and I should have listened to him even even he may be a handyman and I may be a fisherman but he is the Messiah he's the one who knows all things and he recognized that in that moment with a hard examination he recognized you know what the gospel exposes our sinful heart. The gospel exposes that and helps us to understand it. Let's pick back up at verse 9. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. That's how we know that the boat belonged, the other boat belonged to James and, and John. They were the partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. So do you remember You remember that Jesus initially, when he got there, it said he saw two boats. And now we've identified them, right? We know that one belonged to Simon and Andrew, the brothers, and the other one belonged to the other set of brothers, James and John. But I want you to notice this. Jesus got into one of those boats, and Luke tells us specifically that it was the one that belonged to Simon Peter. And we discover late, later that the other boat, as it belonged to James and John, Jesus would have known that. Jesus being Messiah, if he knew where the fish was, he knew, he knew who these boats belonged to. There's nothing coincidental about it. There's nothing coincidental about him just going up, and there's nothing coincidental about him choosing Simon Peter's boat and getting in that particular boat. Why is that important? Well, in this moment, Jesus got into the exact boat to focus on the exact person, to speak the exact truth that Peter needed to hear. Maybe James and John and Andrew that were with him, maybe they needed to hear something. Maybe they needed to see something. But it was Peter's heart that was the issue. And Jesus knew that. 
And in Jesus' wisdom and in Jesus' insight and Jesus knowing all things about us and knowing the condition of our heart, he knew that he needed to address that. You know, when the gospel reveals the condition of a sinful heart, we might be tempted to say something like this, depart from me, depart from me. But it's in that moment, notice how Jesus responded. Peter says, depart from me. Jesus says, no, you follow me. That's the difference. Peter's like, ah, you need to get away. Why? Because it was the Jewish tradition. What? If sinful, if you're a sinful person, you don't come in contact with them. I don't want to defile you. He was like, ah, just get away from me. Depart from me. I don't want, I'm sinful, and I don't need you near me. I don't want to impact you. I don't want to make you just get get away from me. And then Jesus turns that around, as the gospel always does. The gospel flips it on its head, and he says, no, 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 no. I'm not departing from you. In fact, follow me. Jesus invites him to come in closer after Peter is like, get away, get away, get away. Jesus is like, no, 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 come follow me. So here's my question for you. Is Jesus in your boat? Is Jesus in your boat? Has he gotten into your boat and said, hey, come, come push out just a little bit into the shallow waters? Maybe you're not ready to go out in the deep waters just yet, but I'm just, uh, I'm just asking, is Jesus there? And he's saying, would you at least just go out into the shallow waters and just, just spend some time with me, just a little bit? And if you would do that, if you'll be obedient with that, then maybe he'll say, all right, now let's go out into the deep. Let's go out into the deep. You'll never experience the deep waters unless you're obedient to that first invitation to go out to the shallow you got to start there. you got to start there. You have to start there. Believe on Jesus. Believe in Him. Believe in Jesus as your Savior. Take that step. Get into the shallow waters with Him. 